welcome to the Aside Home Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. And guys, we're so excited about some news that we've shared with you on Instagram, so you've probably seen it, but for those of you who have not, BuzzFeed listed a 27 podcasts you need to start listening to in 2018, and we were number 12. We're actually number one if you look in the category for film and television, which is so cool. It says... The Upside Down Podcast. Yep, that's right. A podcast all about Stranger Things. Hosts Ash and Tori have an enthusiasm for the Netflix series that's utterly infectious from the moment you first listen, and you'll quickly appreciate the lengths they go to in cataloging as much as they can about it. For the most recent episode, they recorded a field trip to the location that became Hawkins High School, and that was sent by Alex. I'm wondering if that was what one of our followers, Big Al. That would be really cool. But thank you so much to everybody that wrote in and submitted and put us on that listing. We never thought that we would make it and we were actually traveling that day and started getting texts that we were on it we were notified by our friends over at the ghoul gang podcast they said hey congratulations and we were like for what yeah, <laughs> on. having a podcast and we were like what happened and when we saw it it was it was so surreal to see our name on the list so thank you very very much for everybody who sent an email in we really appreciate it, it was very exciting for us so today, we're going to be talking about Chapter 8, The Mind Flayer. But before we get started with our review, we wanted to let you guys in on a couple things. One, we're going to be interviewing Matt, who plays Keith. That's going to be coming up next Saturday. We're going to be talking to him. So go to our Instagram page. We have a poster of Maddie as Teen Wolf. And write some questions down on the bottom so that we can ask him your questions. We're also going to be on Reddit. We're doing a Q&A currently. So join the discussion. We're just the Upside Down Podcast. And we're on the main Stranger Things feed. Also, um, Brooke was in New York to see Gayton's band work in progress in New York City. And it's funny. She ran into some fans. And they wanted to take a selfie with her. And they were like, we loved your episode of the podcast. We listened to the upside down so if that was you guys in the picture uh dm us <laughs> yeah dm us we'd love to see who you are and, and that's really rad we also got a really nice message from two brothers matt and mike whitney they are fans of stranger things and they're two brothers who love stranger things and talk about it and go to cons like we do and they were talking to randy at a con and randy allowed them to record a section so we wanted to share just a snippet of that with you yeah, I was going to portray uh, Jonathan's boss at the movie theater. Um, uh, and then right before production started, like they were doing their final edits on like the, uh, the season of scripts, and they ended up cutting the character completely. Uh, so I was a little heartbroken for a while, but then they came back and they were like, hey, we want you to play Mr. Clark. So I was like, all right, great. So sometimes the bad things that happen to you turn out to be good things. That's awesome. Tori, don't get upset but I feel like Joe Keery is going to cancel Collective Con. He just made a post canceling Awesome Con, which happens March 30th. Collective Con is March... Yeah, 23rd, 24th, and the 25th. So he hasn't officially canceled yet. He might still be there, but guys, just be prepared that it's a possibility because that's like five-day difference. So if he's filming on the 30th, I mean, who knows? But we've got our fingers crossed. But upside, um, they're filming... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I don't even think they're filming. I've heard they're filming around April, the but they're probably they're going to be filming in March. Yeah, they're probably doing table reads and like getting yeah. fitted and all that kind of cool stuff. But yeah, that's it's a thrilling like it's coming back, guys. Yeah. 
some of you wrote in for posters that we would sign or like enamel pins and things like that and stickers. We can't get enamel pins because they are too expensive and we just don't think we have the fan base to buy them. We are going to get some posters printed and we'll fulfill some of those requests. And I'm working with Tee Public to see if we can get our logo up on there. And then I think you can just pick what you want. You can order sweatshirts or t-shirts or mugs or stickers or whatever. So follow our Instagram feed and we'll keep you posted on that. The other thing is thank you to the following people. They gave us some shout outs to help us reach 10,000k which we haven't done yet but we we're just close. yeah we, we're we're pretty close I think it'll happen this year <laughs> I remember I remember when we had like 800 followers we were freaking out we were at like 795 and we're like oh we're about to have 800 yeah I know the goal was 1,000 5,000 and then 10,000 and we haven't really thought beyond 10,000 because that's just been the goal for us but 20 million thank you for shouting us out specifically yeet finn dart henderson 11 stranger club wolfhard edits and horror culture. Dart Henderson. That's I so know, cute. it's cute. We appreciate it uh, a lot because you got us followers. I think between the gang of you, we got about 300 new followers. So thank you. We are still working there, but I think we'll get it this year. And then the last thing I want to mention, which Tori doesn't even know, is I talked to Gabby this morning. She plays Mick on Stranger Things Season 2, Episode 7. She's one of the Lost Sisters episodes gangs. The only person in the gang that we like. Yeah, the one that... Not that we wouldn't want to interview anybody else. I mean, she was our favorite because she was the most, like, kind of, like, down to earth. And she she kind of... Yeah, and she knew what was going on. But I talked to her this morning and she's going to be on the podcast. That's so sick. Yeah, so it's very exciting. I'm very excited to talk with you, Gabby. And I think that's going to be happening around the same time as Maddie. But I'll make an official announcement when we set up the interview. And then, as always, please go in our feed and send them questions. I mean, this is your opportunity to ask them stuff. We literally ask every question that's on our thing unless it's just like how do I audition to be on Stranger Things because you know what isn't we're not sure (laughs) we're not sure what that is but so she's gonna be on the podcast and we're super excited all right Tori you ready to get uh, this episode started or do you have any news that you want to talk about before we start no I'm just ready to not talk about episode seven let's go (laughs) (laughs) except with Gabby which will be fine no that's fine because she's one of the gang members I like (laughs) Okay, so this episode was actually written and directed by the Duffer Brothers, which is interesting because oh, some of cool. some are written by someone else or directed by them or written by them but directed by someone else, but this yeah. is all them. So let's start with the Mind Flayer. I looked it up and in Dungeons and Dragons, Mind Flayers are monstrous humanoid aberrations with supernatural powers. They live in moist <laughs> no Gross. caverns in the <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get past that. <laughs> they live <laughs> They really had to include that. They live in moist caverns. When I, I was hate that. when I was writing, when I was reading it and researching it last night, and I saw that, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> they but live in moist but the moist caverns <laughs> are called the Underdark, which are a vast subterranean network of tunnels beneath and the entire caverns. continent, which is kind of like what Hopper was in. And it says mind flayers believe themselves to be dominant, and they feast on human brains. So oh yeah, because that's what Dustin said when he, in this episode where he. He's like, uh, they feast on brains, so we have to summon an undead army. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, I don't care. What's what's the actual solution? (laughs) But it's interesting because the Duffer Brothers really pull from like D and D and eighty stuff. Like they, they when I was reading it, I was like, when they were kids, yeah, I was like, this is just like it. 
So this episode opens on Hopper and he's in the lab and his arms are up and it's when the demodogs start to arrive. Mm -hmm. They start like jumping. I think it's like one and he hits the glass and then there's another one. And then Dr. Owens is like, this glass won't break. And it's like, are you sure about that? And then they all start coming. And here's the question. Okay. Like once the glass cracked, like slightly, wouldn't you be like, I'm going to dip out. I got to go. And they're all just standing there. And Hopper's like, you sure about that? As one after another, after another slams their bodies into the glass and it starts to crack. And it's just like like no thank you it's time to go like it is time to head out but it goes back to mike and he's screaming at bob we're too late we're under attack and there's i love that scene yeah i do too i loved it at the end of the last one or i guess it would have been six (laughs) where mike starts like he's the spy he's the spy and so it it went back to that it's funny i really like um obviously finn wolfhard and stranger things um i was watching a video on youtube uh it was the cinema sins of it and it was talking about how much they love finn wolfhard but how he just like didn't didn't quite hit the nail in that movie, but I really like he really showed his acting chops in Stranger Things. I thought he was great. It Finn, come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes to the montage of the scientists and they're running and Mike says, We need to make Will stop and start screaming, he's lying, he's lying, which is so good. Uh, this yes. is when Will Will is like so basically I Mike is saying we need to make him stop. He's anything that the mind flayer sees or I think they still call him the shadow monster they're like Will sees that and Will starts screaming he's lying he's lying and it's so good this is Noah's episode like this is his you should have won a SAG award you should have been nominated for an Emmy award it's it's solid he was what like 12 when he was filming this ridiculous I don't know but he's I don't know many 12 year olds that can do that like sometimes you watch kid actors and you're like that's pretty good that's pretty good but when you're watching it you're just like your heart you're like oh like, it, like, took me back to, like, um... For what's Joyce. The, what's the one movie called with uh, Elle Fanning? Super 8? Oh, yeah, Super 8. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. But he starts screaming, and Joyce asks, you know, do you know who I am? And he's like, yeah, yeah, your mom, your mom. And she's like, all right. And they but put yeah, the needle in his mom. arm. And then Hopper shows up, and Bob sees all the demodogs on the TV monitors, and then it goes to the credits. So you know this episode is going to be, like, it's going to be amped. There's going to be yeah. a lot going on, because it was so crazy in the beginning. Usually it's just kind of like a... I don't know it's a little bit more chill and this episode was like ramping up also i think the fans knew they or the writers knew that the fans were going to be ready for something because you know it went from six where it was like the, the something's coming up, yeah and then it was like 11 in chicago and you're yeah. like and then it went back to eight where it was like we're back guys something's yeah. it's about to go down the suspense is real yeah so the credits roll and then let's see oh it starts with billy he's like getting ready and he's fixing Smoking, himself up yeah. and he's looking at himself like, oh, you look good. You know what I thought was funny is that Steve uses Farrah Fawcett's hairspray and Billy uses Aquanet. Uh, I don't know if that means anything, but Farrah Fawcett's is like the more like kind of, like women. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of like fancier and the Aquanet is kind of like, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I noticed it. I don't know if they meant to really point that out, but the logo was turned and you could really see it. Yeah. But this is, this moment for me is just so excellent because everybody is like, Billy sucks. Billy's the worst. Billy's so horrible. And then, you know, his dad comes in with Susan and there's the scene mm-hmm. where his dad just rips him. What did he talk about? What did we talk about? Respect and responsibility. That is right. Now, apologize to Susan. I'm sorry, Susan. It's okay, Neil, really. No, it's not okay. Nothing about his behavior is okay. But he's gonna make up for it. He's gonna call whatever whore he's seeing tonight and cancel their date. And then, 
he's going to go find his sister. Like the good, kind, respecting brother that he is. So you can see why Billy acts the way he acts. I mean, if this is the kind of father that he's growing up with and it's this is the kind of person he's dealing with, you know, and it seems like the Susan and the dad are probably very nice to Max and Billy just can't take it. Like, why am I t- watching this kid? And they're consistently screaming at me because of things that she does that's bad. Yeah. And then he, in turn, takes it out on match. But it was not cool. We're not, like, saying that's cool. But it definitely added some depth to Billy. And when Billy started crying after his dad yeah, well, left. Oh, my God. So good. First of all, Dacker, excellent. Daker. Like, Daker. You guys, whatever. I don't know names <laughs> if you don't know that by now. But he was his excellent. Yeah. It's so good. Like I really felt bad for him in that moment. And I know that they can't have a Billy turn good like they had Steve I turn would be good. So mad. I would like it, but I would only like it That's... in another season or like as a like as Billy is dying saving Max. Yeah. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Because I feel I like... I don't know, you can't have every bad character on the TV show turn good. I mean, obviously the Demogorgon's not going to turn good, but I mean, kind of he does in episode they, 9. But that's something that doesn't happen, so maybe they could do it. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. I'm just saying... It's a very cheesy happy ending. Not necessarily. I mean, it wouldn't be a happy ending if Billy gets killed by the Demogorgon. It would yeah. be sad, but if he does well, I'm it... I'm just saying him turning in general. I mean, it doesn't mean he has to be totally good, but... Yeah. Steve was a douche, and then he turned completely 180 around into a completely yeah. different person and he's also stupid now like all of this yeah, I don't know what happened with that so I mean I think that the Duffer Brothers can do whatever they want their universe is like malleable and these people like they change so yeah we'll see but but I did I did feel bad for Billy in that scene and I thought okay well now we see like where it's coming from and I thought it was a really smart move by the Duffer Brothers because it it takes you away from the kids but it brings you into a reality for someone that they're not really featuring a lot yeah so I like that a lot and then it goes over to Steve Max Dustin and Lucas and they're walking on the real railroad tracks and it was really cool to see that's where we visited yeah. in Stone Mountain and I talked wow. to a I talked to a crew member and they were telling us that when they shot that scene they just remember Steve being like guys 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 because they had to shoot that scene over and over again they said it was like the whole night so when when the episode aired and that came on they were saying all they heard was the like hey guys 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 but that was that was a really cool scene and it's where you know lucas starts yelling at dustin because he's like oh because steve is like dart ate muse yeah and then lucas figures out oh you kept him and and lucas and it was sad because dustin goes i thought he was my friend and i was like i know because none of them are being friends to dustin right now they're all ignoring him yeah they are being kind of mean steve Steve and dustin best friends forever yeah i mean i guess you don't really think about that when you're watching it you see that steve is there for dustin and it's this cute duo that everybody loves but it's true i mean like mike is with will and um, Lucas is too preoccupied with Max to, like, hang out with Dustin. It sucks. It and hurts. Millie or Eleven is out Not in there. the forest, yeah. wherever. But, yeah, and then Dustin says, whatever, you know, you broke the code, too, because you told Max. And so there's this little bickering between them, but... Just guys. Yeah. And guys. They, guys. Guys. And then they decided to leave. And it's they... Fun. And they head to the uh, junkyard, which was really fun to see because Tori and I toured that. But it was yeah. it's neat to see it live and then see the aspects that they used on the show because you kind of remember it when you're there, but you don't really remember it. And then when I was watching it, I thought, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. But then it switches back to Hawkins Lab and the power has gone out. And all I can say is, you know, Bob is rad. He's, Ugh, he's I love the- him. Okay, so when I first watched it and he, spoiler alert, his demise happens. Um... 
I kind of was just like, yeah, whatever. But then just like rewatching it and seeing like the little things that he does where he's like, it's okay, everything will be all right. Bob Newby, superhero. Just like the little things. It just makes me so sad. Like I'm like, oh, I love him. Bring Bob back. Yeah, that scene was great. Okay, I got this. I got this. So one of the things I had a question about was I notice when Bob goes through the hallway with Hopper and they're setting everything up trying to figure it out. Bob puts like a surveillance headset in his ear. Do you notice that? It's like the clear wrapped piece. Yeah. I don't think those were around in the 1980s. They probably were. Well, I, I talked, mean, I talked thought, to someone who said that they probably okay, were. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to say that they were only because Hawkins would have superior technology. That's a possibility. See, okay, I buy that. I buy that maybe they would have access to like, something that the, not everybody yeah, had access like, to. I bet, like, the FBI had access to that in the 1980s, but, like, not just, like... I mean, like, Hawkins would have that. Yeah, kind of like the ARPANET, where yeah. before people had the internet, they had the ARPANET. Yeah, yeah, I buy that. But I was like, I don't think that those, that technology, I don't think that that technology, no, that's not a boom. I just that's think a boom, lawyer. <laughs> no, no. But I, do, uh, but I do think that that makes sense. So then we switch over to Jancy. Guys, Jancy. Uh, no, skip, we're skipping it. Next part. I don't know. So unimportant i'm sorry well they're they're pulling up so they go they in a few in a the last episode in six not in seven they go back to the house and they realize everybody's gone and they see all the tunnel drawings and they're like what's happening so they're pulling up to hawkins lab and it's nighttime and they and and, yeah and he can't get the gate to go and he starts saying they start hearing noises and it's funny because they're like you know who's there who's there who's there and it's like jonathan what are you doing why are you if you're scared like get ready or like get back in your car but don't like start approaching danger yeah and then it comes out of the woods and i love how the duffer brothers filmed this cinematically it's like this weird glowing light and then it's like steve walking through kind of like leading the gang and they're both like steve and i just loved it Oh, and then I like when the kids are run over and they're trying to help open the gate and Gaten pushes or Dustin pushes Jonathan. He's like, just yeah. let me do it, Jonathan. Yeah. It's so but then funny. Just as they're doing it, he's pushing it and it opens. He's like, look, guys, I did it. I opened it. it was yeah. Me. Because the kids are trying, everybody's trying to get inside. So then they switch back to what's happening actually in Hawkins lab. And it's Dr. Owens is trying to guide Bob through because nobody knows basic. It's like the computer technology. Yeah. And so Bob is the only person who knows it. You know what I like? I like the scene where Hopper kind of like lays low and lets Bob take charge. Yeah. Where he says, do you know basic? And Hopper's like, no, what is that? Can he's you like, teach, teach me? It to me? And he's like, oh, why don't I teach you French while yeah, I'm at I, it? I it's love that part. so, so funny. good. And I thought one of the things that I didn't catch before was that it, you know, Bob looks over at Dr. Owens and he's like, do you know? And at the same time, Mike is just shaking his head like nope 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 and I was like I feel like Mike or the kids might know a little basic because they're so nerdy they probably don't know basic but they probably know about it because they're very like computer and technology right so for Mike to be shaped I mean Mike knew what it was because he like explained it no I doubt Mike knows basic I would think he would know a little bit of it because that was something nerdy kids were really into but they had him they had him shaking his head like a computer they had him I don't know I have no idea I mean maybe Probably not. Yeah, I don't think. Not. I don't think your average everyday household had computers. Makes sense for Bob to know it because he's like he's yeah. like the person who founded. What's it called? Totally. I'm just saying that it was an interesting choice the, yeah. of direction to have Mike in that background, like shaking his head, like no, no, yeah. no, no, no. And it's like you would know a little bit of it, or maybe his no, no, no was like no, no. This is too complicated. Nobody's gonna know it that good. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those. 
I buy that again. I think, okay. I buy. I've been convinced. And then it switches back over to, what does it switch over to? It's just the whole scene. It's Bob and he's. Yeah, it just goes through that. Yeah. And there's the scene where he turns on the sprinklers and the demodogs run. And there's a theory that the demodogs like can't have water on them. I don't know if that's true or not. I think maybe it was just that they were startled by the sprinklers coming yeah. on. But there's a lot of people think the demodogs are afraid of water. And there's a lot of different things. But. I can't remember, but I feel like if they're in those tunnels, it seems in the moist caverns, it's, Stop. it seems like there's water, but I don't know. But so Bob turns that on and the demodogs run and he starts going through and kind of like, you know, he gets the power. Yeah, Dr. He gets, Owens is leading him. Yeah, he gets the power back on and I don't even know if I want to go through the whole thing, guys, but you know what happens. Yeah, we know what happens. It's so sad. Every time I rewatch it. I think that there's going to be a different ending. It's like when I watch the Titanic, and I think maybe the Titanic won't sink, even though I know it's, like, filmed and, like... Spoiler for the Titanic! (laughs) So, yeah, a hundred years ago. (laughs) Um, No, but, like, every time he comes out of the closet and the thing falls, I think it's not going to. I'm like, no, maybe this time it won't fall. Well, you know what's interesting is I thought when they shot the scene and Bob comes out and he's he thinks he's made it through and he sees Joyce and he pauses for that That moment and he smiles... so... Angry. And it starts going into slow motion. It seems like, I guess they're trying to make it like time is standing still, but it also kind of feels like, just run, Bob. Like, don't. Yeah. But maybe, I think it's like a time it, is standing still because hopefully they're seeing was, each other. Hopefully it was slow motion. Hopefully maybe that happened within like a couple seconds. I'm sure it did. But if that wasn't slow motion and they're just standing there looking at each other like, oh, I'm so glad you got out. I am angry. I actually thought Hopper was going to sacrifice himself when I watched it the first time because the way they shot it, Hopper comes in, he kind of like pushes Joyce back yeah, and he so starts running towards him. And I was like, oh, yes, this is going to make Hopper an epic hero. He's going to sacrifice himself for Joyce's happiness. But then he, like, grabs Joyce and he, like, throws her out. I mean, he does shoot at Bob. Or not at Bob. He is trying to, like, help Bob. but, But I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was just upsetting. The whole yeah. scene was just very upsetting. I felt like they could have, like, fought the dumb dogs off, or they could have grabbed Bob's body so that he wasn't eaten alive, or... There was, like... But not at first. Them. Not at first. At yeah. first, it was, like, one, and then it was two. Like, they... It was kind of like it was... In, I guess it was just so slow. You're like, they could have done more before the onslaught came. Yeah. Because just letting Bob be eaten alive there is just, like, so... Gruesome. gruesome and I mean I guess the Duffer brothers did that because you know they built Bob up as such a great character and yeah. also to be like guys he's not coming back let's not start the whole yeah, justice Bob's for coming, Bob yeah. <laughs> like he won't be back but it just really I bummed. wonder if they made his name Bob so it'd be close to Barb justice for Barb yeah there's a thing about that where it's Bob Barb what's the other B a lot of them have H last names oh yeah Barbara Henderson Holland Holland, Holland. What was the other B? Was there another character that lost it? Somebody did it and there was like three B. Bob, Barb. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm totally Muse's M. Yeah. I'll, I'll find it and I'll post it. But somebody pointed that out that it was B-H-B-H-B-H. But yeah, so that scene was upsetting. And then, you know, they go back to the buyer's house and everybody is just buyers. like <laughs> super depressed. And all the kids are sitting at the table and Joyce is like wrapped in an afghan in the room, upset. I like the scene where Dustin is looking out the window. Hargrove, sorry. And then... <laughs> Who's Hargrove? Max and Billy. Oh, no, but I'm trying to... It was people that died. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just thinking there's a lot of H last names. Like, the Duffer Brothers really packed in all the H's they could get. Hargrove, Holland, Henderson, Harrington. Mm, I don't know. Four H's. Okay, I keep going. I don't know. Hopper. There's so many... No, but there's so many H's. There's literally... That's like six H's. I don't think they're... That's probably just a I don't think that's on purpose. Yeah. I just think that's weird that it's all H's. 
Maybe they just like the way it sounds. But it, it's back to the house and there's this shot where Dustin is looking out the window and then it kind of like pans to Nancy and she's looking and then there's Steve and he's in the little cul-de-sac of the room and he's like practicing his bat swing. Yeah. I really liked that shot. I thought it was beautifully done. And I remember that Brooke was the stand-in for Gaten during that scene. So she has like a picture of herself doing the same thing, looking out the window. That's funny. And then this is where Mike grabs like, he grabs a little, the, like a the block. No, he grabs the little block and he starts giving a tribute to Bob. And he's like, did oh, you guys yeah. know that Bob started the AV club? And I like when he says, Mr. Clark learned everything from Bob. But then I thought with that, Mr. Clark and Bob are on the same age, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Clark's got to be like 30 and Bob's like 45. No, Mr. Clark's in his 40s. No, he's not. But even, I guess, if, yeah, Mr. Clark, definitely. Mm-mm. At least 40s. Yeah, I think so. But like, even if he was, I guess if Bob was 50, that's st- that's still a 10-year difference. You could have a kid who was in or 20 if, and a 30-year-old mentor. Or if they were the same age, or if he was like four or five years older than him, he'd be like a senior and Mr. Clark would be like a freshman. Yeah, totally. I think you, yeah, I, I buy that. But he so says, both. so he says, you know, Mr. Clark learned everything that he knows from Bob and the kids start trying to like figure out, you know, how are we going to stop this army? One of the things I didn't notice before is that Lucas says, you know, when the shadow monster feels pain, Will feels pain and Dart feels it too. And that's something I never really thought about. Like, so all those times when Will is freaking out and being tortured and just seeing things it'd be interesting to like they never showed dart like i know i didn't know dart was reacting the same way like it would have been cool to have a shot when something happened to will if they flashed over to dart somewhere else but i guess they were trying to surprise you for episode nine that dart and it's spoiler is alive yeah and it's hard um because now that dart has like evolved or whatever he kind of like you just think that they're flashing to a demodog i mean you'd have to really think about it to know that they're flashing to dart yeah dustin said that he knows who dart is because he had like some weird shape on his butt and i was like yeah, what strange um, <laughs> i was like i don't remember that at all but okay i wasn't really looking at dart's butt and this is where you know dustin starts talking about the mind flare and your favorite joke comes up where yes, steve he's like the germans yeah the, the nazis <laughs> well he says i think he says the nazis and no, he says the germans uh steve is like because he's like he uh the mind wants to be the superior race. Oh, I know. Dustin says, yeah, if Nazis were time traveling, something. Yeah. Like, something like that. But yeah, again, like, Steve wasn't this stupid in season one. Yeah. I mean, it's endearing I mean, I think, in season two. It's I, endearing, but... I don't know but... if he's just dumb or if it's just that everybody else is so smart that he's just, like, average and they're just showing that he's, like, an average guy who's, like, helping them. Right, but it's like, I don't think that Jonathan is above whatever intelligence, Jonathan's like, necessarily. and he is dumb, and I don't like him. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> because there's also the scene when, you know, well, they do the eight. Well, it, I'll, we'll get to it. But there's also the scene where, you know, they finally realize that Will is trying to send them notices through Morse code and Hopper writes it down. And Steve's like, what's that? And everybody in the entire room goes Morse, Morse code. code. And it, it's kind of like they're just trying to show that Steve is stupid. I just don't think he was. But I mean, it makes him endearing. C minus in uh, biology. Yeah. In case you're wondering. That's not stupid. That's just lazy. But so Mike says, you know, they're trying to figure it out. And Dustin tells about the mind flare, which is kind of cute because Hopper is like, this is dumb. This is a child's game. And Dustin kind of is sassy with Hopper. And he's like, well, unless you know something. And I like that. I was like, that's, I like that dynamic. And I like that Hopper didn't call him out. Hopper just is like, all right, let's, what do you got, kid? Yeah. And then Mike is like, Will knows how to destroy it. And then we get the big 80s montage. Is that The Cure? Were they playing The Cure? I don't know. But it's the 80s montage where they go into the shed and they start, like, taping it. And 
Yeah. It's funny because, like, they dump out the garbage to try to find things to, yeah. like, cover the wall. And I was like, you got all that paper that Will drew yeah. those. <laughs> you just turn it around. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to disguise it so that Will won't do it. And did you notice right here in this moment, they have, like, three heart-to-hearts. They have Nancy's heart-to-heart with Steve where she's like, hey, I really like what you do with those kids. We're taking care of those kids. Yeah. And then there's Dustin's. And um, Lucas's. Yeah, Lucas's heart-to-heart where he says, you know, I'm sorry that I broke the party rules if you want to let your girlfriend in. And Lucas is like, she's not my girlfriend. He's like, right, but I felt the electricity. I hate that part. I hate uh, it. I liked it. It and was I, sweet because you see sweet, Lucas. but also I hate it because that's dumb, but it's fine. Oh, why is it dumb? I don't, I don't know. It's cheesy. Not the, not the thing, just the electricity part where he says electricity. I'm just like, no, nope, I don't like it. I like it because it's bringing it back to like Steve. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. So Dustin is like looking up to Steve as a mentor and he's kind of bringing it back. Yeah. And then there's Max's heart to heart with Mike where Mike is looking for stuff under the cabinet and she says, you know, Elle seems pretty cool. And then Mike is just like, yeah, she was until one of those things killed her. And he's just like, not, he's not trying to make new friends, Max. He's yeah. not, he's not there for Emo it. Emo Mike. This is the part where they're in the shed and Will has got the giant black eyes yeah. because the shadow monster has taken him over and he, you know, they wake him up and he's like, let me out, let me out. And they all start telling their stories. He starts tapping on this chair. They only had a couple stories. It was Winona or it was Joyce. It was but then Jonathan like and Mike. Where they were like, they would like show like snippets of stories like from Winona and Mike and Charlie or, um. Yeah, but it was just the three. Yeah. Like, don't you think that was interesting that Lucas and Dustin didn't tell a story? I mean, if they would have, they could, they would have had to come in. Yeah, but I think it would have been, I think it would have been interesting. Like, I understand, and like. I needed them to be inside to be the more. For the scene, it would have been cool to have more than three people. Because the idea is that Will has been so taken it over. It would have worked. It would have been cooler because Will was so taken over by the shadow monster that he was just like, he needed everybody to break through. And Mike isn't his only best friend. Lucas is his best friend. Dustin is his best friend. Like, they yeah, should have been, yeah. like, just for a second. And then they could have gone to the other. Hopper comes inside. He realizes that they're doing the Morse code. And they all figure out that Will is telling them they need to close the gate. Mm-hmm. Then the phone rings. And, and Dustin picks it up, slams it, and then it rings again. Who and, is, then, and then Nancy comes over and she rubs it off the wall. Who but, called them many times? Yeah, I don't know who they would call, who'd call them because everybody that they know is there. Yeah. Maybe it was Dr. Owens at the lab trying to see if they made it out safely. Probably. That's the only person that I could think that would be calling That's them. The only other person in the series that yeah. talks to them. Yeah, that's it's the mind flare. Yeah, and then, but the thing is true is, like, they don't describe it when he says, what does he say? Oh, that Steve says that could be any phone. That could be anyone's phone ringing. Did he yeah. recognize it? And that is true. Like, phones don't, you wouldn't know a phone. Yeah. Like, if a phone rang here or work or somewhere else, I wouldn't know. Oh, I know where I am because I recognize it. They should have had he it. He probably doesn't recognize the phone, but he probably, since... Like, Will's getting smarter with, like, the Mind Flayer stuff. He probably recognizes where it is, and he's trying to just figure out. He never fully, like, figures out where they are. Yeah, maybe he just connected the dots. Yeah. But I do think it would have been better if the phone had a quirk, or if they had, like, one of those phones that was, like, brrrring, like, it was half broken, and it made a weird sound. Yeah. Because then you would have known, like, instantly. But... He was probably figuring it out anyway, just from the shape of the room. I mean, he's been in that shed before. If I was in my bedroom and you put garbage all over it, I'd still still know where I was at. Yeah. So he says that they need to close the gate. And then Hopper, you know, Will's eyes start rolling backwards, like fluttering again. Excellent acting by Noah. So good. And then Hopper's like, they know where we're at. They know where we are. 
and all the kids like start running like into they the run house. back into the house yeah oh they have to put Will back to sleep yeah on they, the couch yeah but they all get ready to prepare to fight one of the things that I thought was weird is that there's a part where Hopper tries to give a gun to Jonathan and Jonathan doesn't know what to do and then Nancy takes it and Nancy's like I know what to do and she cocks it that's because Jonathan's yes. really taught Nancy how to fire that a that is exactly what I was gonna say in season one they have that whole scene and the thing is is even if Jonathan didn't particularly know how to use this rifle or whatever it was Maybe that type Jonathan of gun was just like I don't know, like, nervous or something? I don't know, but he, like, he puts his hands up, like, no, 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 not a gun. And I was like, wait a minute. You would yeah. at least have some idea. I mean, you fired a weapon before. Yeah. I think it was more of a, like, Nancy's a badass. We're going to give her yeah, the gun. But it was, like, it didn't make sense for... It would have made more sense if Jonathan just didn't answer and then Nancy stepped up first and was like, I got it. Yeah. Versus Jonathan, he kind of puts his hands up, like, oh, no, no. And it's like, wait, you would know. Yeah. Or you would have some idea. You yeah. fired a weapon before. But then, you know, all the gang... I love this scene. I love the way it's shot. I love it but I, I hate the fact that the kids are kind of just standing there. Like, I feel like Hopper would have been like, get back, like, go into a different room, go, I don't know. Or just be grabbing different stuff or yeah, facing different directions. Because like Lucas just has the, what's it called? I did like how Lucas was standing in front of Max. He was blocking her. Yeah. Like, he was trying to protect her. What's from that called? Lucas has the, the, the slingshot. slingshot. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense to me because in season one, I think, I don't know if he thinks that he actually got the Demogorgon in season one with the slingshot, or if he knows that Eleven slammed it against the wall. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was just a cute callback. Yeah. And also to show, like, look, he's standing in front of her. He's protecting her. Yeah, that was cute. But also, Max is kind of, like, tough. And I don't know that she would be cowering behind Lucas because she's kind of, like, holding his back. Yeah. But I think it was more she's, she's not used to being in this situation. And the yeah. other guy, kids are. And so she doesn't know what's really coming. She just has been told, like, Lucas says, it's judgment day. Like, if Will figures out where we're at. Yeah. So maybe she just doesn't realize, like, how bad it could be. Because she's never seen a Demogorgon or a Demodog. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, she has. She's, she's seen the Demodogs, but she's yeah. never seen a Demogorgon and like fully yeah. monsterized huge but I like this scene because they're kind of paneling everybody I like the nice gold light I like I don't like how everybody's kind of facing the front door I feel like some of the people should have been turned to the front some should have been turned to the side some should have yeah. because there's like different like openings into the house so you would want to be like kind of ready yeah and I do think that they should have been grabbing more weapons or while I, I don't know. I know what you're saying. Like, somebody should have been doing something else versus all yeah. of them piled together in the center with, like, one weapon each. I definitely feel like Hopper would have been like, go to the back room, go to Will's room, go somewhere else. Like, he wouldn't just let the unarmed children be standing next to him while they're trying to, what they think is fighting demodogs. Yeah, I think it's, like, the same thing with Bob is that it's just happening so quickly they don't really have time to properly yeah. think about it. But that's something that, like, the kids inside should have been doing while the people were inside the shed. Preparing. They should have been like, okay, what are we going to do if, if this doesn't work out like what's our plan b if will figures out where we're at how are we going to yeah. defend ourselves so they should have been boarding up the windows or they should have been you're right i think it's that just everything's happening so fast because that's probably why they didn't do that too yeah and then another thing that i think is interesting is when they hear all the demodogs approaching and you hear all the noise happening outside and you just hear the demodogs crying i don't know like you think hopper would kind of have a make a face like oh, maybe Eleven is here or something. Yeah. Because it's like, well, who's outside killing these demodogs then? Like, somebody's yeah. out there killing them. I like when it comes through the window. That was pretty gross. Yeah. And then, you know, we have the moment where Elle slow motions in. What is that scene from? Like, isn't that a scene from an 80s movie where like you see the feet walking in through the door? I feel like that's every 80s movie. Like, feet coming out of a car. Feet walking into a room. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't... I could not... It's gotta be a callback to something or multiple things. Yeah, I couldn't picture it, but I was like, I bet that's something. And then she, like, slow motions in and it pans up. And it's 11. She's defeated all the, you know, demodogs outside. 
How does it end? Because I watched episode when I just rewatched it. I that's what it ends on. Eight and nine. No, that's how it so ends. Does it, does it show Mike's face? Yes. So it, she walks in. It zoom pans up. She's got the bloody nose, and then it goes to Mike, and he does that face where his eyes are crying, yeah. and he kind of makes everybody uses the meme online where he looks like a frog. Yeah. <laughs> just so sad, but it's such a sweet face, and his eyes are watering, and they just it goes back and forth between Mike and Eleven looking at each other, and then it fades to black, and then I started episode nine because Kilby wanted to see yeah, it, I did too. and that's when they hug and they start talking to each other. I'm let me just I'm a little bit angry about this I was reading something online and it was basically saying that it's kind of annoying that the Duffer Brothers waited a full eight episodes to bring Eleven back because everybody knows that all that anybody who watches Stranger Things wants is the Mike and Eleven reunion and you get except for episode seven you get what like 20 minutes of screen time for Eleven well that's why you gotta keep that's why they know that people will keep watching right because if you watched episode 7 and you were one of the people that hated it you'd keep going because you're like well I know Mike and Eleven are gonna come together at some point yeah I I think we talked about this before too I think it just matters like what are you watching the story for like some people just watch it for Steve some people watch it for you know Lumax now or I think it just depends but yeah I mean people want to see Mike and Eleven Mike Mike and Eleven (laughs) yeah that was really that was a sweet sweet, moment I liked it this is what I was wondering. How many demodogs are there? Because it seems like they have the hive mind and they're all after Will. So wouldn't they all have started coming out? Or like why? It seems like some of them remained at yeah, Hawkins. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like some of them remained at Hawkins' lab because Eleven some couldn't defeat. Some of them were still in Hawkins, I guess. Maybe since they had the hive mind, what happened is when Eleven showed up and she started like slaying them all, like the hive mind knew we should retreat. Yeah, probably. That's probably that makes, what. That makes the most that's sense. That's the only thing I can think of. Because when I was watching it, I was like, there's no way she could have defeated all of those demodogs. There's like so many of yeah, them. Yeah, she defeated like two or three. I bet they were like charging and then it was kind of like at the junkyard where they'd like, they knew better or, or the shadow mad monster that she was like. the window. Nobody mad. One of the buyers gonna get the money to fix that window. I mean, Joyce like acts through the window in season one, right? Or yeah. no, that was the wall right by the window. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody mad. How are the buyers supposed to pay for that? Hopper's, money. Hopper's gonna come out Hopper on a weekend. <laughs> he's gonna, like, I hate that. He's gonna like take care of it. I hope if they don't Hopper get and Joyce get together. I'm gonna be angry. I want them to get together, but not until the very end. Yeah, because it's too soon. I want it to be like a. F- Bob was too good for them to get together in season three. Yeah. But, like, season four, season five, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, I would like them to get so together. So how long were Joyce and Bob dating? Like, six months? I think we're supposed to think it's a year. Like, hasn't it been about a year since the attacks have happened? No way. Just, like, immediately after her son was taken. She was like, let me just bring myself into a new relationship. Well, also, we don't know the backstory. Like, maybe they had had a flirty relationship before all this yeah. happened. And, like, she they just to never... She to go to the radio shack to buy all uh, Will's garbage. Yeah, and she's known him since high school. So, we don't yeah. know. Maybe it's been on and off over the years. Like, who yeah. knows? But, I mean, Bob was just too rad of a character for Joyce to immediately get with Hopper in season three. That would be gross. Yeah. But I feel like season four, yeah. Somebody Se- Season 10? Yes. Somebody was writing on Reddit. They were wondering if the Jancy or the Steve, Nancy, Jonathan triangle, love triangle was over. And I think it totally is. I think it's like Steve is with Jonathan and then, or I'm sorry. <laughs> that's That'd be the yes! best. <laughs> no, no, no. Steve and Billy. No, but um, no. I think it's Jonathan and Nancy for sure. And then I think well, Steve, Steve. Steve was all uh, in episode nine, spoiler, was all ogling Nancy. He was like, hmm, sad. Well, that's because it's fresh. It's fresh Maybe wounds. he'll be, oh, emo Steve, season three. But it's fresh. I don't want to have it drag Steve on. Steve has a new girlfriend, season three, Tori Jackson. I think Steve is, <laughs> I think Steve has, like, moved on. It, like, not moved on. He's, like, 
what's the word? I feel like they're going to make Steve... He's progressing into yeah. a better person, and he's going to realize, like, if Nancy wants to be with Jonathan. I mean, of course, he was looking at her at the dance. Spoiler, we haven't done episode nine. But I think that's just because he's the heartbreak is still new. But I yeah. don't think in season... Because that would be boring. I don't want to see season him... Season three, Steve's a huge skank. Well, I don't want to <sighs> see... I don't want to see him pining for Nancy all yeah. season three. Like, that would just be... He could be doing cool stuff like teaching Dustin how to play football. I don't know something. There's other. There's oh, other season things. three, Dustin joins the basketball team. I think when we do season nine's episode, we'll episode nine. Yeah, episode nine. We'll talk about what our theories are for season three. I have almost none. Yeah, I don't have any either. But I'm just. I just want it to happen soon. It won't. Well, well, Sean Levy did that interview with Glamour Magazine, and he basically said that season three is already written. They know what it's going to be. They are going to give Will a break, and I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm curious. And then Hopper did a lot of interviews where he was kind of implying that maybe his daughter Sarah had something to do with Hawkins Lab. Fans were like, fans were outraged by it, but I only think that's because a little bit too much was leaked in the media if it is true because if it happened in the show you'd be like oh boom but like seeing it all with the her ponytail and then the stare well like the same stare like all of that that could have just been because you know they shot the at the same location they the hospital probably act as the lab it's not a big thing but why would you not like that i mean hawk if if she was I feel like I like it when things are connected in shows, but that's a little too much. That's a little too much connection. And also, that hits. A, I feel like it's going to hit cl- too close to home for some people. That they're like, no, it wasn't brain cancer. It was actually Hawkins. And also, has how long has this been going on? How long has the demo? How long have the Demogorgons been in Hawkins? Is like, it's like a new thing. Has this been going on forever? Like, I don't know because those articles I that they had was like the seventies, right? Yeah, when Eleven was born. Yeah. So, and she's 11. Yeah. So, it could have been the 60s, maybe yeah. at the very latest, because I, I feel like... So was or it, the 50s. I think the 50s would be the top, because so that's when, like, just born from Area 51 and stuff happens. Because that... Or was it, like... Oh, I know I what you're... Oh, I know what you're saying. Like, what was the big bang of the Demogorgon? Like, what made it yeah, start? Yeah, exactly. Season, season six. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But, I mean, if they started testing this in, in the 50s. Yeah. Which is the latest they could probably go if she's 11 and she's Maybe in the Maybe there's 80s. multiple different things. Maybe, like, 11's thing was the Demogorgon, but then, like, when they had... What's her face? What's 11's mom's name? Terry Ives. Terry. Maybe she had, like, a different kind of, like, weird creature in her brain that they couldn't get out, but 11's was the first that came out. Uh, And maybe they started it in the 50s because that's when, like, Area 51 happened, the alien, so-called alien landings. Maybe that's when they started doing the research, finding the kids. Maybe something about Mm -hmm. that. I mean, who knows? was that really 11's mind? And what's up with that Russian guy? Was that in season one? Was that just supposed to be because You mean Murray? No, no. In season one, where, um, where Eleven is in like her the tank or her mind or whatever and it's all black and she walks up to a guy in a coat and he's speaking Russian. Oh, that's supposed to be it's about the MK Ultra thing. I think I think that I don't know what that is, but I think they're just trying to MK show Ultra you. MK Ultra is the um the the thing that they did with Terry Ives, the I think they're just trying to show you that this is the time when America and the Russians were like... The Cold War. Yeah, they were having a, a problem and they were just honing Eleven to be a weapon. Yeah. And they're just showcasing, like, here's what... I think they're just giving you a snippet into, like, the thought process of Dr. Brenner. Like, we're yeah. going to use her as a weapon. I don't think... Yeah, and the, they probably won't go back to And him. the Hawkins thing is supposed to be, like, a... Like a not really a callback since it's not from, like, a movie. But, like, a callback to the MK Ultra thing where the Russians were, like, trying to... 
have like human spies where if they like hear something that they're like you know what I mean yeah I don't, yeah I mean I think in season three they could just they can either go forward with the story but I think they'll still have to do a lot of flashbacks because there's a lot they'll probably want to maybe they'll have Joyce being depressed about Bob and they'll flash back to like certain memories of them together which would make sense and he will have to- told her certain things or maybe they'll we'll go back to Callie and we'll learn about people that she met when she was in there and we'll find out like what happened to her because you don't really know when Eleven was taken Callie was still a kid so it's like well what happened to her how did she escape yeah what were the things going on I think that they'll stop at 11 but that doesn't mean they won't show 10 or <laughs> you know what I mean eight seven six five four three two and who's one yeah is Terry one like who's one those are all things that are super interesting that yeah, I think I that they could do. I don't know 11 is 11. I feel like there, sh- there was way more before her because she's so young. Did you watch the SNL skit? Ugh, I did. I'm sorry. It was dumb. I liked Natalie Portman. I thought she was cute, and I loved when she did the little stare. And I liked the idea that they were going to be bringing in the different characters. But then when it was like... I don't remember the number, but she's like, I'm 19 and I can read your brain, but it makes me fart. I, I was like, hate no. that. These are the most comedy geniuses. The, no, these brain. That's not, po- not since like 2006. I'm yeah. just saying these people are supposed to be the cream of the crop. And like that wasn't the a great skit. The best ones were like, like when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were still on SNL. I liked the guy when he was making chili and he was like, yeah. I can make chili, but it makes my brain bleed. <laughs> but I did like, I did like that. And I think it would be cool if Millie in turn did like a little something for Natalie. Like maybe she was, what's that lady that she played in Star Wars? Queen Amidalia? Uh, Amidala. I Padme always, Amidala. yeah, I think it would be cool if they switched, but I like the idea of it. I was excited for the concept. And then when I watched it, I was like, eh, minus yeah (laughs) but i did like that i thought it was cute i think that's all we have we're not even talking about the episode anymore (laughs) i'm excited to talk about episode nine because it's one of my favorites i think it's because it's like the most happy there's just so much good stuff happening in it yeah and then we will be done but not really because we'll still bring you maddie's interview and now luckily we're going to bring you gabby's interview and hopefully we're going to still get the tour of the interior of the library i haven't heard back from the historical society yet because they're still trying to get it cleared with the city of atlanta but i would think that if Stranger Things season three is filming in April, we're probably going to lose access because I would bet that they lock all of that down. So I'm trying to follow up with that. Yeah, I'm trying to follow up with that. And like, I just want to see if that's something that we could do, even for like a hot second. If any of you are going to StrangerCon, let us know. That's happening in Chicago. I think it's happening in two places. Tori and I may or may not go to that. We've met Shannon. I want to go to Chicago. I mean, I do too, but we don't have that kind of money. But I want to meet Barb. We've already met Barb. We've already met Noah. We've already met Millie. Uh, Joe's going to be there. And then they announced that Brad Gelman Murray is going to be the host of ceremonies. if Joe Curie cancels Collective Con, um, we have to go to Stranger Con. So pray that Joe Curie cancels Collective Con. I mean, I would love it, but in theory, only one of us would go. And it'd be me because I have money because I'm the one with money. But I'm trying to see if maybe they would host us as a as a podcast because it's all about Stranger Things. So, again, we're going to make another plug. Help us get to 10,000 because I don't think we could afford to go to StrangerCon on our own. It's just too expensive. All the gold packages are already sold out. So now it's just silver packages. This episode is sponsored by Casper. Just kidding. (laughs) I I wish it was. If you know how to do that, let us know. Um, I don't know how that works. (laughs) Squarespace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you ever been to the Teller's? Shave Club? <laughs> what was our joke the other day? Finding Eleven would have been so much easier had Mike and Dustin only had a website. You Squarespace figure. <laughs> <or> recycle. <laughs> yeah. 
But so those are things we're working on. Thank you again, BuzzFeed. Thank you again for all the shout outs. And we will see you guys for episode nine. Stay strange. Papa. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. Hey, Kilby. Hi. So last night we watched episode eight of Stranger Things. What was your favorite part? When Levin fighting that monster. Oh, at the end when they were all really scared because they thought the Demodogs had found them and they were coming to get them. And there was all the noises, but then it turned out it was Eleven and she came through the door. With her powers. Yeah, and then what happened? They hug. Who hugged? Eleven and Mike? Yes. Did you tell me to rewind that part so you could watch it a couple times? (laughs) Yes. And then did you have me start episode nine because you wanted to see them talk to each other? Yes, but I never seen one. I never seen one. I never seen when Deborah Garvin took her. Oh, yeah. So we went back and we started watching season one. Remember when Mike and Eleven first met? Yep. I want to watch it. Okay. Thanks for being on the podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.